1: Hey, everyone. I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are The Blended Life, and today we're going to be talking about...
0: Today we're going to be talking about how you can feel more in control when you're out of control in your blended family. Right. It's a big issue that most people at some point feel out of control because there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving pieces. We can help with that. We're going to.
1: Awesome. So stay tuned, you guys. Here we go. Okay, so welcome back, you guys. Where are we going to start today?
0: Well, we're talking about how to gain control in your blended family. And so I think the best thing to do is to give you five useful steps to do so in a really powerful and profound way. So when we think about losing control or feeling out of control in our blended families, Mm -hmm. what comes up for you when you consider how someone might feel out of control in their blended family. Like for men, what does that look like?
1: Um, a lot of things that come into like thought or mind or play for me is um, having a say in parenting. I feel like when you're trying to um, co-parent with someone, things can get out of control because you don't have all the say, or you know, or it's not always your way. Um, The other thing is just in your your new household, your blended family household, um, the parenting aspect can get very convoluted and very hard because um, you are uh, most likely the bio-parent to a kid or kids and a step-parent to kid or kids. And... Um, that can make a very hard dynamic that makes you feel out of control or uh, maybe maybe not even out of control, but not in control.
0: Yeah. So what might you do? Well, I don't want to ask that. What, I, what I'm getting at is we have adapted coping skills. Mm-hmm. When we feel out of control, mm-hmm. we react in a be- and behave in ways that make us feel in control. Right. So even when we get angry – Our anger is a way to, and resentment, Mm -hmm. when we feel out of control, if we hold anger and resentment in, it's our way of not letting people off the hook and being in control because we're going to hold resentment and anger and be able to um, put that on people Mm -hmm. or relationships to either keep them at a distance or let them know that, hey, see me, hear me because I feel out of control. And I think if we look at it that way, we would all be like, hey, that's probably not healthy. Resentment, bitterness, anger really isn't going to bring us closer together and help blend our families. And so, um, but before we go into the five ways to gain control in your blended family, Mm -hmm. what I want to do is have like a call to action. And we usually do call to actions and coaching at the end. Mm -hmm. But here's the deal. I want to challenge you guys if you're listening or viewing this to pause this or if not then you know if you're unable to do this right now then write this question down and talk about it with your significant other because the first step in figuring out how to gain control is figuring out where you feel out of control. So this is something Um, A challenge I have for you marrieds or, you know, for those of you who are cohabitating or just doing blended life together, building your, your, your families together and joining them is to sit down and talk with each other, ask each other, you know, Hey hubby, Uh how do you feel out of control in our family? Right. And then write that down because how your spouse feels or how your significant other feels out of control might be very different than how you are feeling out of control. Right. And chances are, if you're feeling out of control, they're definitely also feeling out of control.
1: It's Like a domino effect. Right. Right. And
0: so if you guys can sit down and have an open discussion about how do you feel out of control and then, you know, list everything and then either offer up how you feel out of control or maybe your significant other will ask you in return, you know, well, what's got you feeling this way? Mm-hmm. And you guys list absolutely everything. Everything on the paper that you can think of that makes you feel bad.
1: <laughs> so so bring a notebook? <laughs>
0: yeah. You'll, you know, it seems like that, right. but when you start writing down, it's not going to be a hundred things. I mean, if it is, it
1: is. <laughs> well, do you, I mean, do you go as deep as writing down like, the petty things that are going on or, or, you know, where, where do you draw the line or do you draw a line?
0: I think it is so important to let people have space and time to get it out because if we're not getting it out, we're holding it in. Right. And when we hold things in, that's what gives birth to bitterness and resentment because even if it's little, how many little things turn into the, yeah. huge things because, you know, we're not really fighting about schedules. We're really fighting about the fact that I feel like, I don't know, you missed my birthday. Left you didn't out, miss my birthday, but you know what I mean? out or, like, or,
1: or overlooked yeah. or not seen or it's all Something those little, little, yeah, it's all the little yep. things that add up. And that's where that saying comes, the, the, the straw that broke the camel's, camel's back. back? Yeah. yeah. It's because all the little things add up. That's right. To something, You know, I mean, if there's something big, then there's something big. And yeah. we need to just work on that one thing. But that's usually not what, not what the case is that brings you to something like this.
0: Right. And if we think about feeling out of control, that is such a big thing. It can be very ominous and overwhelming. So the cool thing about you and your significant other being able to sit down and be like, these are specifically the things... Mm-hmm. Then you can chip away at this list little by little, and you can't fix a problem if you don't know what problem you're fixing. Right. And so, so often with life, we get overwhelmed by a huge goal or a huge problem, and we forget that we can break it down into smaller bits. And when we can break it down, we can tackle it, and we can step by step, little by little, actually begin... To fix the problem and usually what happens is when we start chipping away at the little stuff the other stuff fixes itself Mm -hmm. and so it's really important for you as a couple to define what is feeling out of control what is got you feeling this way in your specific blended family and be as specific as possible does that make sense yeah what are your thoughts on that
1: um this is all. I mean, this is again yeah, every every week <laughs> communication. This, I feel like this yeah. is a way of taking your communication and mm-hmm. stepping it up a notch. This is a way of taking your communication and having a plan with it. And
0: this is just defining the problem. This
1: is defining you the can't problem. Fix
0: something if you don't know what's wrong, right?
1: So it starts at that communication, right. but then this is coming up with a plan how to use the communication. Yeah. So it's it sounds like a wonderful plan. And yeah, get a notebook.
0: Do you want a bonus?
1: <laughs> Give me a bonus.
0: So those of you couples who want a gold star in this, once you've defined the problem, right, once you are able to specifically list what has you feeling out of control in your blended family, whether it's parenting, step-parenting, co-parenting in your marriage, decisions aren't being made together, I have no say in my stepkids' comings and goings, Um, I feel railroaded by my ex, whatever it is, right? You have this list. Bonus extra credit needle mover for your life is now I want you to write down what do you want to be experiencing instead of what you're currently experiencing. So what do you want instead of what don't you want? And this is something I do with my clients when we're coaching. We're so easily able to define what we don't want. Well, I don't want my stepkid to disrespect me. I don't want my ex to steamroll me. I don't want to be ignored. I don't want to be...
1: (laughs) I don't want my kid or stepkid to feed the
0: dogs. (laughs) Right, like... Human food. What don't... We all know, we all are like the negative, right? We know what we don't want. So let's start... Because that's not really useful when we're trying to have what we want. You also, you can't fix a problem if you can't define the problem. You can't have what you want if you are focused on what you don't want. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a great starting point because it's at least something that we can figure out. It's You know, it's not one of those things that's like, well, I don't even know where to start. That's a great starting point that everyone Can figure out what it is,
0: and it's actually the hardest question in coaching. Oh, really? It is really hard to actually be able to define and come up with what you want. Mm -hmm. What do you want? That's the hardest question anyone gets asked. Really? They have no idea. If I were to ask you what you want, everyone thinks they know. What do you want in your step parenting life?
1: Oh, my step parenting life? I can't talk about that on air. (laughs) Not really, but.
0: No, that's a very hard question. You know what you don't want? You could list 20 things right now you don't want. right? But what do you want? It's really, what do you want in your marriage? I would
1: like world peace in my marriage. (laughs) And, you know, like, yeah, yeah, that's a very, it's a very loaded question too, because then you're like, all right, well, I have a broad overview of maybe what I want Mm -hmm. in my marriage and in my blended Mm -hmm. family. But that also, it also starts to turn into a ginormous tree. Right. It's like. This is what I want, but this is also what I want. And it trickles down and keeps turning into something more and more and more. And that's probably a great thing that probably is what hones it down into specifics. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, we feel fulfilled when we get what we want. But the problem is, if we don't know what we want, we'll never be fulfilled. And a lot of us don't even allow ourselves to go there. Well, I feel like... I a feel lot like, of reasons. Yeah, and
1: I feel like a lot of us don't know what we want, but we hang on to this idea that we will be fulfilled one day, but it's just going to be an accident. But...
0: Not intentional. <laughs>
1: no, not intentional. But here's the thing. Also, people, you know, you hear, the, you hear the comment all the time, like, oh, yeah, when I win the lottery, when I win the lottery. Well... You have to play the lottery in order to win the lottery. So I feel like that can also be used in, you know, this type of situation. Like if you don't go out and try to figure out what you want and how to be fulfilled. Well, it's a lot like not playing the lottery. It's never going to happen for you. Right.
0: Right. And we do it to ourselves. Right. Or we put our fulfillment on everyone else. Like I'll be happy and fulfilled when this person changes, when this person shows up for me, when this person does that, when my kids do this, when my stepkids do this, when my ex finally gives a shit, whatever.
1: That's a lot of stars to align. (laughs) That's a lot of stars. You're
0: giving your power away. You're never going to be fulfilled because everyone will disappoint you Mm -hmm. because no one else is you right? And we expect everyone else to be us, but that's not possible. So then you're giving your fulfillment over to an impossibility and wondering why you're unhappy all the time. But that is a little bit deeper coaching, but that's not what we're going to do today. But what I want to give you is another way to look at this. So if you and your spouse are talking about and defining how you feel out of control, and you have your list of what makes you both feel Out of control. And remember, when you're having this discussion with your spouse, there's no judgment. Okay? We're taking judgment off the table. We're creating a safe, open space to hear each other because we have to fix this. Because living out of control in your blended family is going to be detrimental to everyone in it. So knowing that, having that in mind and creating a non-judgmental space, and once you have all the list... Ask each other, what do you want to be experiencing instead of feeling out of control? Now, you might think that, well, shit, that's an easy answer. I just want to feel in control. But you might find as you start talking with your spouse, it's not even about control. And maybe that isn't what they want. Maybe they just want to feel loved and accepted. Maybe they just want to feel like, they are included and seen and heard.
1: That's what I was about to say. Seen and heard. That's uh, that's yeah. usually what the biggest thing is that, I'd say the, probably the most common thing, is just mm-hmm. being seen and heard and feeling a part. And that's not only, like, husband and wife. Like, that's children, too. Kids yeah. just want to feel seen and heard and loved, you know? And yeah. um, that's a big part of it. And then after that, um, trust is built, mm-hmm. you know? So...
0: Yeah. So, but it's important to add that piece in. So, after you have your list of what makes you feel out of control, it is really important for you to be able to express to each other what makes you what do you want to be experiencing instead of this feeling of out of control? Like what do what do you want your experience in our blended family to be specifically to you? And then share that with each other. And so what you're going to see is a list of what makes you feel out of control. And then you're going to have a list of what would make you feel or what you would like to be experiencing. So you have kind of like a list to overcome and a list of goals. And then it's like, here are the five steps that are going to kind of switch Mm -hmm. and get both into focus and kind of align each other and kind of blast each other out. And, you know, are you ready?
1: I'm ready. Let's do this.
0: So the first step, I think, in how to can can gain control Mm -hmm. in your blended family is to let go. Okay, what's that mean? What's that look like? Yeah. So when we talk about letting go, we're holding on so tight to things that were were conditioned, our coping mechanisms to keep us safe we're holding on so tight to things that we're not willing to let go of because we're going to feel even more out of control. So whether we're holding on so tight to expectations and we're holding on so tight to um, hurt or disappointment or whatever we're holding on so tight that's kept us stuck, because here's the deal, whatever you're holding on tight to isn't working whether it is like i said expectations whether it is what it what do you think that you people hold on tight to that keep them stuck because whatever you're doing isn't working right whatever you're holding on to as coping skills isn't working otherwise you would feel like you had control in your blended family so the first step of getting to con- gaining control is actually letting go and when i think of letting go right If I'm holding on so tight, and this is me, and if you can't see me right now, my fists are clenched tight on either side of my face, right? And I'm holding on so tight. And when your fists are clenched, this is just a visual aid, how are you going to receive anything? Or how are you going to grasp onto anything? You can't do anything with clenched fists, but this is how we approach blended family life. We're holding on so tight to past hurts to, to expectations, we're holding on so tight to how we've been conditioned to think a family should look. We're holding on so tight to disappointment and defeat and resentment and bitterness and pain that we are, we're not able to hold on, we're not able to latch on to anything else or to receive anything. We'll so, also
1: look at like, I mean, Literally, I mean, look at the screen. Look at what your look at what your image looks like. Look at what you look like right now. Like your fists are up. It looks like I'm gonna fight. It looks like you're ready to fight, and that's kind of all. you in the face. <laughs> that's kind of all that good. You know, those the energy, those two right? clinch fists are good for now. At that right. point, are actually fighting, and that's probably what is transpiring in
0: yeah. your household. And so this is your stance, right? We're holding on. We're clinched fists. We're ready to fight. Ready to defend ourselves, and this is the stance we take. Now, watch this. So, if I open my fists and my palms are now open, faced up in front of me, I'm ready to embrace, I'm ready to receive, I'm open to possibility, and I'm not so angry and scary and defensive. Like, my defenses are down, I'm open. And that's the first step is being open and letting go so that you can give and receive.
1: And you still have a little bit of defense mechanism there. If you need to do a little slap. little face slap, yeah, at least it's there, but it's not going to nope. hurt as bad.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> so what are some things that you think of that, you know, men might need to let go of as far as when it comes to like, can you think of a man and being in control of their blended family. Mm-hmm. And being the head of the household. And that's got to be really frustrating for a man to feel like I'm the head of the household and that's how I'm supposed to be, but I have no control. And that makes me feel what?
1: Yeah, out of control. And, oh, man. Mm -hmm.
0: What might you need to let go of as a man to actually get what you want, which is to feel more in control?
1: Well, I think that a big thing that has always been... um, a man seeker is, or, you know, seeked by men is, you know, that, that 100% respect, you know, head of the household where everything we say and everything we do is what goes and, um, you know, where the be all end all, which I think in blended families, you have to not soften up as a man and as the head of the house, but you need to soften up in terms of extending grace. You need to soften up in terms of um, extending grace to your wife, your children, your stepchildren in realizing we're kind of all in this together. It's not an easy situation. Um, there's a lot of learning going on. Not at, I think in blended families there even though we're whole and we look whole and we feel whole as individuals there's something missing, you know, um, whether it be your past divorce, whether the kids be, you know, they're with a biological parent. But they're always whenever they're with a biological parent in a blended family, they're always also with a step parent. You know what I mean? So there is a little piece missing, even though it's whole and it feels whole and looks whole to an individual. There is a piece missing to an to a child. You know, when your children are with you. They're with their mom, but they are not with their dad. You know, they're with their stepdad, which but that's they might, not the same, right? It which just they, isn't, right? Which they might love and respect, and you know, right. and it might be a good thing. But there's always th- these little subliminal things that people might not realize and might not get. Um, you know, it might just not make you feel whole. And so, I think as a as a dad, as a man, um, as a husband, that we need to learn to extend grace and, um, you know, work more on being leaders of the family and, um, you know, just kind of leading by example. So,
0: Yeah, and I love the grace piece because if you're leading with grace, then you are leading with love and acceptance. And that is really, I mean, people want to follow that do people really want to follow anger and people really want to follow distress and stress and anxiety and resentment? No. And so how can you be in control if you're pushing everyone away with your bitterness, anger, and resentment? So if you're feeling out of control and you're not leading with grace, it's kind of that disconnect there. So letting go of everything having to be perfect, mm-hmm. letting go of having these unrealistic Expectations for your kids that they should be fully present and not miss their other parent when they're with you.
1: Well, one thing that we get quite often, really, yeah. yeah, and one thing that we get quite often is, you know, my kids or my stepkids are this way, or my kids or my stepkids are that way, and everyone expects their children to conform to be um, like their children, you know, and there the, one of the biggest complaints that I think that we hear. Or that we see and read about is stepchildren. You know, our stepkids aren't this way. I'm not connecting emotionally with my stepkids. They do this. They run the house. They have free reign. You know, and it, there's there's this weird little thing going on where um, even though we're in control of us and our kids, we're not in control of our stepchildren. We're not mm-hmm. in control of our spouse's relationship with our stepchildren, and that creates a big rift. In families and blended families and um, how do you get to how do you get to a fixing point of something like that
0: Mm. well I think it's well let me get can we go of course let's come back to that okay because I think we might get there after we finish these five perfect okay that's one of mine yeah no (laughs) it's really really an important issue that you're right all the time right it's the ex and the stepkids. Yes. It's the ex and the stepkids.
1: Ex and the stepkids are the two biggest well, or or my my partner and
0: Well, I would say 80% of the time, the the stepkids are used as a scapegoat for what's going wrong in your marriage. Yeah. Because you can blame it on the stepkids cuz you don't want to deal with it with your spouse, but that's a different like let's Okay. I have a lot to say about that. Okay, but we'll,
1: we'll, we'll cover that on another one.
0: <clears throat> but number two, so the first one is let go. Okay, what do you need to let go of to draw everyone in? Number two is know your audience. And I also wrote down, hate the game, not the players. Uh, <laughs> but you have to know your audience. So often we try to control things and we don't even know each other. We don't know... We don't, especially in the early stages, we want our blended families just to blend and we move in together and everyone feels like a team and we all feel... The Brady Bunch.
1: Yeah. The Brady Bunch. And you
0: have no idea what these kids are dealing with. You have no idea what these kids are enduring when they're not with you. You don't know how they feel about their parents not being together. You have no idea what they want. That's you what, know, yeah, what that's, their boundaries that's are. That's
1: kind of what my point was, you know. It's like yep. you might look whole and and kind of feel whole, but right. individually there's gaps.
0: Right. Yeah. So do you know the people in your blended family? Do you know your spouse? Especially when you're newly married, no. You It takes years. It takes, you know, how long you know your kids because you've been with them since day one. But you haven't been with your stepkids since day one. You haven't been with your spouse through day one of parenting your kids or... Beforehand, so I
1: mean, maybe you have, but not most likely.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so part of feeling in control, I think, is just knowing your audience, taking the time to know all the players in the game, you know, and not taking your frustrations out. Like, blending is so hard, and therefore, I hate these stepkids, or I hate my spouse, or I even hate my ex more because this is really hard. But being able to know everyone gives you great information on how to be a behave, how to show up, how what boundaries are safe, what boundaries are not. So often, we don't even ask the kids what they want. We don't ask the kids what makes them feel safe. What do they need or not?
1: I feel like if we asked our kids, though, do you think that they could answer that question? Or is there tools that we could give our children mm-hmm. to help?
0: Obviously, little kids, well, probably <laughs> not. But as beam. our kids get older... You can have conversations about, see, we, we don't understand that kids act out because they have a positive intention. So I, I have a client whose kids act out, and I asked th- this client, you know, what is the positive intention mm-hmm. for your kids acting out? Mm-hmm. And it could just be that they're pro- trying to be protective. Yeah, They don't want to see their parent get hurt right. again. So they don't feel like it's safe, one, to connect with someone because that someone might leave. Two, I don't want mom to get hurt, so I'm going to act out. And we don't understand. We just get mad at the behavior, but we don't understand what's the bigger picture or what's going on underneath or what's the positive intention maybe for acting out. And so it's important to know people enough to be able to separate behavior from intention, um, and appreciate the intention that makes people feel real seen, especially with your spouse, but then also maybe give different, like, how can we get this? How can we honor this positive intention and have a better choice and behavior? So both win. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So I think that a big reason why we don't we're so busy in our blended families. We're so distracted by what's going wrong. We're so distracted by moving in and sharing a house, and not got enough our time co-parenting. In the day. Like co-parenting can be a full-time job when it's not going well, and you're dealing with that. Having a new marriage, that's a full-time job. Being able to start just sharing a life with someone you've never shared a life with before. Never mind the blended family stuff. Then we've got careers. If you're me, you're also in school. You know, and all this, and so getting to know people is just hard. It's not hard. It takes intention and time. And that is something, if you don't know the people in your family, you will always feel out of control because you don't know what's going to work. You don't know how to act. You don't know what boundaries are safe. You know, you just don't know. Well, like you said, knowing,
1: knowing your audience, that's right. So, and, um, This can all be a positive thing. This doesn't, I mean, and it should be. It builds connection. Yeah, the end game is a positive outcome. Um, Like
0: discipline, right? Right. I have two kids Mm -hmm. biologically that are mine. I know what works for one may not work for both. Right. Right. I can discipline my son one way. It won't work with my daughter and vice versa. But I know them so that I can be successful as a parent because I know my kids that well. Versus if I were to hand them off to somebody who didn't know them and then they're like pulling their hair out because we don't know how to discipline these kids. Right. Does that make sense? This is why it's important. I feel in control as a parent because I feel like I can parent my own children very well because I know them. I know what works. I know what doesn't.
1: Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think a lot of parents might feel out of control in a situation like that because maybe they haven't taken the time to get to know their kids. Yep. Um, and not because they don't want to, but because maybe they don't
0: have custody of them, or they don't
1: have custody, or they're right. working two or three jobs to try to pay the bills. Or I mean, life is just crazy right. and hectic. So, part of that getting to know your kids might be having to sacrifice a little bit mm-hmm. and um, spend more time, spend quality time. You know, um, I know stuff like movies is considered quality time, but it's not. I find a lot of quality time on road trips, in cars, in vehicles where you're stuck one on one. You can't walk away from a situation. You know, you're kinda you're confined. In yeah, you're <laughs> confined to it. Um going on walks, you know, if you're near a beach going on a walk on the beach or going on a little hike or, you know, around the neighborhood, you know, there's a lot of time to to stop and and talk and explore and if you have really little kids you know maybe taking them on like a little scavenger hunt you've done um, what was it like your your color your color hunt that you went on that? oh
0: my color walk
1: <laughs> your color walk yeah yeah um,
0: it's so, just a to so there's later. little
1: ideas yeah so if it's something you know you guys are like hey we need some ideas how to even start here um, shoot us a message or leave us a comment and um, and then also if you guys do have good ideas leave us comments and let us know Mm -hmm. your ideas to connect um, that could be creative that might help others. Cause again, blended life, us, you know, we're here um, to help everyone kind of connect and find their way. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Very good. And I think also don't, don't, don't just write off that, you know, your spouse. I think a lot of us don't know our spouses. We don't ask enough questions. We're not, it's like after we get married, we stop being curious. Well, it may it's be, weird, because, like we're not dating anymore or something. Well, maybe
1: they do know their spouse. Maybe we do know one another, but just because I know you right now doesn't mean I know you 10 years from now or 20 right. years from we're now. always changing. I feel like we're always changing, so mm-hmm. we should always be learning. Right. Um, and
0: I think that you should have to, I mean, you know, w- do you know what your spouse likes in the bedroom, <laughs> well, in the oh, kitchen? oh on dates? Do you know if your spouse wants to go on dates? Do you know what quality time looks like to your spouse? Do you know if that even matters? Like, do you know what they want, what their interests are or not? Do you assume that they'll just like what you like? There's a lot of things I don't think we're curious about with our spouses. We just assume a lot when it comes to our spouses. So just get curious, like don't stop Communicating, don't stop the conversation. Ask them. There's something you can learn about your spouse every day until you die.
1: Here's a little bit of a challenge. There's a lot of people that say, and I'm just thinking this up right now as we go, as I do quite often. Here's a little bit of a challenge. A lot of people are like, yeah, my spouse is my best friend. Um, But think back to high school or college, your best friend, and how often you hung out with them, and the things you did with them, and the things you know about them and probably still know about them, and you're probably still in touch with them. And at the end of the day, it might actually be more. You might, your old college roommate or best friend or high school best friend, you know, that you grew up with, you might know more about them than you actually know about your spouse who you're now claiming to be your best friend. So a little bit of a challenge is, if you guys are claiming that your spouse is your best friend, like prove it. Make sure that you know everything about them yeah and
0: i will tell you like and i i mean how many times do you use your spouse do something or not and you're like they don't know me at all they have no idea right like i think everyone in marriage thinks this right so like and you're like my spouse has no clue like also how sad is that stay curious stay engaged with your spouse okay we gotta move on okay number three We are going to think outside the box.
1: No pun intended.
0: We're going to take all the boxes we try to put our kids in, our family in, our marriage in, our co-parenting relationships in, and we're going to absolutely blow all those boxes up. Because here's the deal. You can't fit blended families in a box. You can't fit any relationship in your blended families in a box. And when it comes to problem-solving... When it comes to thinking about the way things should go or how they should be, you know, it kind of goes back to the letting go, but it's really like making an effort to come up with new solutions. Mm -hmm. If what you're doing is not working for you, stop being insane and trying the same thing and expecting different results, right? Change something you have a partner in your spouse work together to think how we can do things differently. How can we show up differently? How can I act differently? How can we bond differently? How can we communicate differently? How can we have fun together differently? How can we make memories differently? And it's just time, I think, to... Like get outside of our little bubbles and our boxes. Our comfort and zone. Our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And just thinking like, how can we change things up?
1: Right.
0: And I think that opens up a whole new world. And when things start working, you feel in control. Right. When things are harmonious, when things are working, not perfectly, but when you feel like, yeah, this is like going well, you're not feeling out of control at that point. But you don't give, you need to expand choice and you have to open up yourself to different possibilities in order for things to work differently if they're not going for you like you want them to go. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. All right. Number
0: four. Mm -hmm. (coughs) (laughs) I think this might be the hardest one. Uh Uh-oh.
1: We didn't want to save that for the last one? No. (laughs) Okay.
0: I think the last two are the hardest ones. Oh, great. (laughs) I think this one is, number four, is create a partnership with your spouse or your significant other. And it's a two-parter because one is about creating this partnership. Okay. This equal partnership where we're, every problem in our family, we're working together to solve. I'm not taking it on and solving it on my own. I'm not expecting my spouse to be like a lone soldier. If you're expecting your spouse to be a lone soldier, then... I guess, why are you married? And so, creating a true partnership and realizing that you don't have to face problems in your family alone, issues with your own kids, issues with your stepkids. Now, oftentimes that's not safe. And we do that because we don't have a partner. We have like um, an opponent.
1: Or our partner's not our safe space. No. You know? That, that, like, I, I can't,
0: I, if I can't bring up my stepchildren mm-hmm. and without it being like, A defend like if I can't bring up something that I'm struggling with my stepkids without it met with if it's always met with like offend like someone's offended or it's like defensive or we're gonna fight or I'm gonna leave this conversation altogether. Or
1: it it gets turned around and the other kids get brought into it or tit for tat. Will your kids
0: will your kids And that's not a safe place, and that's not a partnership. Well, it's not constructive. You wouldn't do that in business. If you were in business with a partner, you would not run your business the way we as married couples run our blended families. Your business would implode, and you would be either bankrupt or you would sell out to one partner, and that partner would take over the business, and you would go get another job. And so we run our families so dysfunctionally because we don't have a true partnership in our spouse. So that's step one, and that's some marital work. That's that's some relationship work we're not going to be able to get to here. But the second part of that, and this is something that our podcast and this passion project of Blended Life has been for Eric and I, but you're always working towards a common goal. With your partner. So you have a partnership, that's step one. But then having a common goal to work towards, whether that is we're going to flip a house. We're going to plan a vacation. We're going to write a book together. We're going to, I don't know, what are some other common we're gonna goals? We're going to restore
1: a car or we're going to, yeah. Yeah, there's there's so many.
0: But have something that you're, you're a goal that you're working towards together um, because I think a lot of people just get lost in, we have this partnership, but what are we, what are we doing with it? What's
1: the point of it? Yeah. Why, where are we going? Where is it headed? What's the direction? Um, you know, there's just, and start little. If you guys are like, I have no idea where to start with something like this. Um, maybe it's, Hey, we're going to pay off our credit cards. we yeah,
0: financial goals are yeah, great.
1: It could be something small. It's we're going to buy a vehicle. You know, we're going to, I don't know. It's just, there's so, there's so many things uh, in, in everything that we mentioned right now might look so much different than when you're like, well, I got a goal. I got a different goal. So again, if you guys have goals that are just great creative things, leave a comment and let us know about the goals and then hit that like button while you're doing it.
0: Yeah. So partnership and have a common goal. Um, The last one Is don't let the tail wag the dog. A huge reason why people feel adults feel out of control in their blended families is because the kids are running the show.
1: I feel like in a blended family, the saying should go don't let the tail wag the donkey. (laughs) Because we're just (laughs) a bunch of asses or what? (laughs) It's just, I mean, it's just a thing, you know? Like, it's not, yeah, we're just not a normal thing. thing.
0: So. so yeah, but it is it is taking your power back and this kind of goes with the partnership, but it is really taking your power back as the adults in the blended family. The kids running the show, the kids acting out and manipulating and lying and misbehaving to get what they want and getting it is going to make anyone feel out of control in their family. Right? The kids being allowed to to you know pit two households will ruin your co-parenting relationship and make you feel out of control in your co-parenting relationship. And then make the step-parent feel out of control because they're like two times removed and they have to watch and hear and live this shit show that they can't do anything about.
1: And now you just feel crazy.
0: And then you feel crazy. And the kids are also probably, if they're in control in your blended family, affecting your marriage.
1: Which is also affecting the children, and maybe not so much right now. It is affecting them right now yep. because it's affecting everything. But this is going to then become a way of life. It's yeah. going to become a manipulative way of life. That's right. And their brain, they're going to only know how to manipulate because that's the way things are. And it's going to feel normal to them. It's going right. to feel natural to them. And we don't want kids that manipulate situations because that's normally not the way to get things done. You want someone that can take charge and... Um, lead in a situation. So, if it, being a leader is different than being a manipulator, if you manipulate, then it's it's oh, it's oh, it's trickery. It's tricking people into getting right. your way. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can lead and get your way and have a good positive outcome, well, it's gonna it's gonna probably be best for everyone yeah. in the situation. So, being able to find the difference between that and lead our children on a different path. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is. This is something that's going to affect them for years to come.
0: Right. And it might be something you need to let go of is caring so much what your kids think. Caring so much. And this sounds really, it's going to sound harsh, but sometimes what your your kids don't know what's best for them. Otherwise, they wouldn't be born with parents. They would just be mm-hmm. like born and good luck with life. And so maybe you have to let go of caring so much how your kids feel and what they think and their opinions and the guilt that comes along with it because if you're letting emotions lead and you're letting your kids lead your family I mean that's destruction and it's it's going to it's a world of just out of control isn't even begin to describe it so it is taking your power back as a team, as a married couple, not as a, a stepmom or a, a a bio parent, but really like deciding between you and your spouse that we are in control of this family. We are going to be a partnership. We're going to have a common goal, and we're not letting the tail wag the donkey <laughs> anymore. Yes. <laughs> so um, I Well, w- and,
1: and a, mm-hmm. a very good way to start with that, and I feel like we, we started um, talking about, something like this a couple of weeks ago is start with a simple thing. Start with, um, dinners, for instance, you know, stop asking the kids what they want for dinner. What do you got? I mean, unless it's a special night or a special occasion, it's like
0: their birthday, they can choose.
1: Right. Or like we just, high start. school
0: graduation night, you pick what you want. Yeah. We'll
1: or there's, you know, we're really just down to it, you know, circumcision includes, night. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what are we having popcorn for? Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> anyways, um, <laughs> No, but, you know, giving the kids the option to always pick what's for dinner. And then wife comes home or husband comes home. They're like, what's for dinner? And they're like, well, the kids chose Panda Express again. But the, you know, husband or wife is like, well, that's not what, you know, that doesn't sound good to me. Or that's
0: not what we discussed. Or that's
1: not what we discussed. Or that's not what we purchased at the store. Or that just does not sound like a healthy choice for us tonight. Yeah. So when all of a sudden you start letting the kids make all the decision, well... It takes our household and turns it into Pee Wee's Playhouse. Right. And you yeah. just, you can't get ahead in life right. when the kids are running the house. Or
0: even with sleepovers. Like, uh-huh. the kids are deciding what they're going to do. I used to do this as a kid as well. Like, I was like, I'm going to stay over here instead of asking. Right. Or I've already, my friend and I have already decided, and I didn't check with any, no parents or, you know, and it's just... Parents hate to be put on the spot in front of other kids. I used to, I get, I got in trouble all the time. I would always put my mom on the spot. Oh, really? She, I mean, I got grounded for <laughs> pretty significant amount of time. I don't remember, but, like, because I kept being, like, asking her with friends yeah. over and then putting her in that right. weird, uncomfortable position where she felt like she didn't want to be a mean, you know, but... Yeah. Or maybe it was something she didn't want to discuss, a reason why in right. front of somebody else. Like this wasn't going to – I don't know. So,
1: I've made this one of those things that if it is not a, a courtesy thing, and I've tried to, to get in the habit of this with my kid because he started going down that rabbit hole a little bit. And I'll just i have – I've gotten to the point where I've just said no a few times just to not let him manipulate the situation and get his own way. You know, hey, can I – uh, not even can I go to this hey we're gonna go to this like no you're not like we're not we're not doing that today or I'm gonna go do this no you're not you know just to get him out of the habit thinking he can do whatever he wants to do mm-hmm. at this age when you're 18 you can do whatever you want within right. reason if you're not in my household right you know but um just playing a little tough love just to let them know you, you know you kind of control yeah you kind of put your kids in check <laughs> yeah. just to remind them like you not you don't have full reign. You don't have full control.
0: Well, and this is gonna be interesting because I feel like a lot of people are gonna say, as they're listening to this episode, they're gonna be like, "You know what? My kids aren't in control. Here's what I want. Here's a check. If there's disrespect, your kids are in control. because if you were in control, you would not allow disrespect. you and and that's kind of a respect thing, right? Your kids coming to you when they know better about um, spending the night. Like me going to my mom, I didn't respect my mom enough to follow her wishes or however many times that she had to tell me that she didn't like that I did this to her. It put her in an uncomfortable position. Like my mom could explain to me all day long. I still did it. There was or, a lack of disrespect well, either there. That or the, it the was argument, mean.
1: the arguing, the arguing that if- it, You and, shut it down. And I took the kids out to the water slides yesterday and we spent some time out there. And you're standing in lines with all these other families, you know, and the dynamics are all so, so different. different out there. Mm-hmm. But the things that you saw happen, I saw a little girl get mad and start hitting her dad. And mm. he just, and he basically was just like, you know- it was just the oddest, I, I don't, I wasn't paying a whole attention to the. I'm like, I
0: would have taken that kid, we would have left and been like, it. we'll try this a different no, time.
1: No, 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 no. It was like, <laughs> it was like he bowed down and cowered down to her and it was that's like, right. oh, okay, well, what do we need to do type Tell of thing? Tell
0: wagon and, the dong.
1: And I didn't, and I didn't listen to the whole conversation, but I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, my kid starts hitting me in public, out of public. Like again, yeah, we're going to remove him Bye-bye. from the situation and yeah. we're going to have a serious yeah, conversation. Yeah, there's got to <laughs> be consequences. You um, can't. Let,
0: but there's yeah.
1: there's kids yelling the F word across the park at another, you know, adult figure. And it's like, whoa, this kid's younger than my kid. My kid's out there 14 years old. And this kid probably was maybe 11, 12 and mm-hmm. yelling it's, the F word across. I'm like, there is no way. Like, yeah. so just the respect is such a big part of control. Getting yeah. kids to understand where they are in life and that's a very 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 hard line right now with the way things are social media is Mm -hmm. um the different platforms of social media youtube i mean there's so many people that do just crazy outlandish things for attention that our kids think are funny i know i would have thought was funny as a child Mm -hmm. and would have the stuff that i thought but the bar is getting Raised so high for us to play limbo that we just kids just walk under it now because you're not going to hit your head on anything. You're not going to get scolded. There's just there's zero consequences. Well, that's it.
0: And it's it's if there's disrespect in your home, if there's lack of consequences in your home, um, if there's lying, manipulating, all the different things, I will promise you, if that's going on, as a rule in your children's lives, then you are not in control of that child. That child is most definitely in control of you. And uh, imagine how the step-parent would feel. Like there is everyone's out of control. This kid's in control, but that's even out of control. And kids don't feel safe when they're out of control. And that's why consequences, consequences, structure, and boundaries – kids would never admit to it but it makes it feel safe they know the boundaries they know the consequences they have structure they know what limits and they'll test them for sure but so it's just a good ecology check in your home to be like when you're saying yeah I'm in control are you like and if you if you aren't your your spouse most definitely feels that they're out of control. Like I just, it is just a good thing to really look at um, because I think that we don't like to admit that the tail's wagging the donkey when it actually is the case. So don't, no judgment when you're having this conversation with your spouse and they're maybe on the outside looking in.
1: But this is just awareness. I mean, being aware and now if you're aware of this right now and you're like, this is me, this is our situation, this is our household... Yep. This is my spouse, but not me. <laughs> you know, this is the time to yeah. make a change. Like, That's don't right. let it go on any further. Be like, whoa, like I, I am seeing this. I'm in right. I'm in vision. I'm enlightened. Like, let's figure this out yeah. now. It's Together. Not too, it's not too late. Even yes. if your children are older and they're grown up and they're out of the house, it's not too late to start taking control. Yeah. It's never, it's too, never
0: late. too late to do the right thing and be a good example right. and be a leader that you're called to be. So let's go through these five steps one last time. Okay. Um, And if you have any questions or anything, let me know. Let Eric know. Leave a comment. Yeah. So how to gain control in your blended family. Step one is to let go. Step two is to know your audience. Step three is to think outside the box. Step four is to create a partnership and always be working towards a common goal. And step 5 is don't let the tail wag the dog or donkey, donkey. whatever your family is, <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't let the kids rule the roost.
1: Let's go back to number 4 real quick cuz I feel like we could talk about this cuz we set out a little bit of a uh, what 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 would you call it? A mission.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea where you're going. Yeah. You're going to have to take us number there. Number 4
1: number no not this one, but number 4 was uh Partnership, the partnership, and the goal to work Common towards. Common goal. And uh, what do you call those things? Vacations. I don't even know what they're called anymore because we like, never go on them by ourselves.
0: I so. know. When's the last time we were on a vacation? Yeah, our honeymoon. Which was how many years ago?
1: Like sixteen, I think. It was only three. Oh, okay. But that's a really long it time feels not like to a long like time.
0: spend any good quality time right. together. Right. Really. So, okay, well, uh, we put out there last week, and if you guys want to join in, in September we're going to have a fishbowl-type deal, and we're going to draw— It probably won't
1: be a fishbowl. We don't have a fishbowl.
0: Oh. (laughs) Well, it's going to be some kind of container. (laughs) Right. Um, If you guys—we're interested in your opinion on where's the best place in the United States to vacation. Where's one of your places in the U.S. where— is beautiful or a good a good place to be husband and wife and get away? Yeah, just we're something. taking suggestions, and then what's going to happen in September? You're going to write in your favorite place.
1: Do it now, though. Start start sending them in now. We want to hear about uh, we them. We have now. a few. Do what we would you like to know? You what we hear have what so we far? have so far. Yeah,
0: we have Maui. Okay. Yes, please. Yes. San Diego. Santiago. So fun. A um. Nashville.
1: I love Nashville. Have I've never been, a been Nashville? to Nashville. Nashville's cool place.
0: And Alaska. Okay. I love Alaska. Yeah. I've been there a bunch. Those are what we have so far. Okay. So we want suggestions. So write in in any format, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, leave a comment. Let us know your favorite place. What we're going to do is we're going to put all these places in a container and then in September we're going to draw one out and is go that the there. One, we're just
1: going to draw it out. It doesn't matter. So if it ends up being Maui, we're just we're going to Maui.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to rig this one <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so. I know we're all
0: putting in our favorite places we want to go.
1: No, not really. We're going <laughs> to do it, fun. Yeah, we're going to do it right. But um,
0: and then we're going to show it on our new Instagram on account. on our new
1: Instagram account, Blended Life Raw. Which if you, guys, you guys. guys don't know about that, um, check in our bio. We have a new thing that we're running called Patreon or, uh, buy me a coffee, um, that helps support our channel and what we're doing and support you guys and kind of keep this, this podcast and video series going. Um, but what we're going to do when when you guys subscribe to that at different level tiers, there's different level things. Um, but one of them is getting into our private account that we're going to do more of a, a vlog style, um, and blog style, um, uh, posting. So on our vacation, we are going to vlog a lot of what we're doing. Not all of what we're doing, but a lot of what we're doing. Maybe all of what we're doing. Oh, my gosh. And um, yeah, <laughs> the, show, the kids are coming too? No. No, it's no just kids. You and I. It's just us. All right. So it, it'll be fun. So yeah. we're going to – there's going to be a lot more interacting and everything. But like I said, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, um, check out down in the the description below Yeah, and um, – get involved and it just right. it helps support us it helps support you guys because that's ultimately what's going to keep us going here so
0: yeah and write in suggestions in the US because we still are I can't wait we're to not hear some millionaires more. yet so we're going to yeah. have to stay in the <laughs> common in goal the common goal okay but a common goal to be able to afford to go out of country
1: out of country that maybe that'll be our three-year goal.
0: Our three-year goal. Okay, so help us figure out where we're gonna go, and we're gonna take you guys along. Um, so that'll be super fun. So write in all your suggestions before we leave. I want to remind everyone we are doing a read along in September. We are doing. We're gonna be reading Grace Filled Step Parenting by Lori Short. Link in bio, um, in Instagram, and in our video you'll find the link is link as well. It's ten dollars to buy each week. We're gonna read two chapters. I'm gonna go on Instagram live each week to discuss. I might bring you guys on and split screen and answer your questions and talk about this book. It's like your best friend wrote it and you're reading it. It's super amazing. I can't wait. If you want, I can to get it free. I'm if you sign up in a coaching program before September, I'm gifting you this book for signing up. It, you'll be getting it in your welcome package. Also, I'm attacking on 15 minutes to our sessions in September to discuss one-on-one and be coached one-on-one. Also, on for, the free, ch- right? also for free, right? Also for free. It's an upgrade? It's an upgrade. So yeah, it's yeah. a bonus you're getting if you sign up before September. Um, you'll get this book, and you're going to get in September. For that month, you're going to get, extra time on our sessions to actually just discuss one-on-one these chapters um, and be coached through anything you need to be coached through um, regarding step parenting. Lori, hopefully the author, will come on our podcast at the end of the five weeks and answer your questions. So it's a great time to start jotting down questions you're going to have for her as we read um, and she's going to hopefully come on and and discuss this book and answer your questions. And I feel like
1: as people are going, um, if they do have questions, they can actually type them on Instagram. I've seen her very active with the community and being part of everything. Mm -hmm. So if you guys have any questions for her um, or just want to know more, feel free to reach out and we can put you in contact or look for her on Instagram. That's Um, right. So yeah.
0: So thing. new ways to connect with us. We're looking to also grow and expand and, have different ways to serve you guys and to connect with you guys and to help our you know this is really our passion project to make blended families and people in them feel not alone to make you feel seen heard understood you don't have to do this alone we're here thank you guys for Being part of our extended blended family. Being part
1: of our number four.
0: (laughs) Yeah, being part of our number four. We appreciate it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, thank you for being with us. We're the blended life. And uh, don't forget to subscribe. Hit that thumbs up button. And then ring that little bell if you're watching this on YouTube. Because it'll give you all the notifications to let you know when we release. Because we don't seem to be the most consistent ever. But we will be releasing them all the time. So thank you guys just for being here and supporting us and helping us support you guys. And we'll see you next time.
0: Bye. Bye.